So this afternoon's reading is taken from Mark chapter 6, verses 30 to 44. The apostles gathered around Jesus and told him all that they had done and taught. He said to them, come away to a deserted place all by yourselves and rest a while. For many were coming and going and they had no leisure even to eat. And they went away in the boat to a deserted place by themselves. Now many saw them going and recognized them, and they hurried there on foot from all the towns and arrived ahead of them. As he went ashore, he saw a great crowd, and he had compassion for them, because they were like sheep without a shepherd, and he began to teach them many things. When it grew late, his disciples came to him and said, This is a deserted place, and the hour is now very late. Send them away so that they may go to the surrounding country and villages and buy something for themselves to eat. But he answered them, you give them something to eat. They said to him, are we to go and buy 200 denarii worth of bread and give it to them to eat? And he said to them, how many loaves have you have? Go and see. When they had found out, they said, five and two fish. Then he ordered them to get all the people to sit down in groups on the green grass. So they sat down in groups of hundreds and of fifties. Taking the five loaves and the two fish, he looked up to heaven and blessed and broke the loaves and gave them to his disciples to set before the people. And he divided the two fish among them all, and all ate and were filled. And they took up twelve baskets full of broken pieces and of the fish, Those who had eaten the loaves numbered 5,000 men. Lovely. Thank you, Joe. So good afternoon. Ah, it's so nice when you all talk back to me. It's lovely. Um, Now, as you know, if you've been coming for the last few weeks, we're doing our series on the beach. I think it can be more accurately described as a series as what Jesus does when he's just got off a boat, to be honest. But it's not as catchy, is it? doesn't sound as good we're doing a series on what Jesus did when he just got out of a boat so you'll have to go with us and we're going to pretend that there were 5,000 people at the beach because Mark's gospel sort of allows us to think that this is one of the one of the few miracles that's in all of the gospels Um, and in Luke it tells us they were in a town in John it says they were in a mountainside Mark's gospel doesn't really say. (laughs) So it just says it was a remote place and they've got out of a boat so we can pretend we're at the seaside again. So that's a lovely place for us to be on a bank holiday. And it's probably really nice weather too. So that's a bonus. Now, I'm wondering if you go away, and I know some of you are going on holiday very soon. If you go away, I wonder how you plan for going away. Or do you plan? Are you a spontaneous person? What kind of person are you? I mean, have you planned, Sarah? A bit of both. A bit of both. A bit of planning, a bit of spontaneity. Ooh, crazy. Like that. I mean, some people plan every, every single detail of a trip in depth, don't they? But Michelle's nodding vigorously there. <laughs> they plan the route. They plan the stops. They plan what food they're going to have, when, where they're going to eat out. They've looked at all the restaurants in advance. They've planned the activities. Now, a lot of people would think that I plan all of these things in great detail. I don't. I mainly just plan about food, to be honest. That's what I'm thinking about. I'm mainly thinking about food and service stations. As we know, I love a service station. I do plan that part too. But when I went to Scotland uh, with my friend back in June... 
she, she met me at the church, actually. It was, it was Alpha, it was a Wednesday, so she came and met me at the church and she waited very patiently. <laughs> and it was about half nine when we got back to my house and we were, going, uh, we were going on holiday the next morning, so we were aiming to leave at about 9 a.m. And we got home 9.30 p.m. on the Wednesday and I started packing then. That's when I started. So that was good. That was a good start for me. And I don't ever carry a bag or a purse with me. I don't know why, um, but I just don't. And I thought to myself, well, I'm going on holiday. I'll definitely need a purse. I don't know why I thought that either. But anyway, I spent a long time looking for a purse. And as I did that, I searched all the bags that I ever have with me when I go places. And the only thing in common with all these bags, aside from no purse, was that they all have snacks in. Like... I am a snack hoarder. It is ridiculous. Everywhere I looked, there was another snack. And I was like, oh my goodness, what do I think is going to happen when I go somewhere? And actually, when we did pack for Scotland, I got this big crate out the cupboard and I filled it with snacks that I bought for this holiday. And my friend Chrissy looked at me and she said, what do you think is going to happen? And I was like, well, I don't know. And that's the point, isn't it? (laughs) So like, I was not going hungry. So I had so many snacks for this. And even when I do a day away, it only used to be six hours, you can guarantee I'm packing for myself like I'm a toddler. I've got Baby Bell, I've got crisps, I've got chocolate bars, I've got cereal, I've got it all. It is all going on. And so that's what gets me first about this reading. There's 5,000 men plus the women and children in this reading and they haven't packed snacks. I don't understand it at all. They've all followed this guy to hear what he's saying and none of them have thought ahead about what food to take with them. None of them have thought where they're going to eat. That is madness to me, absolutely madness. I can't get my head around it, except for the boy that had five loaves and two fish. That's too much for one person. That's me. I relate to him. There he is. That's me. That's me. That's me. But the disciples say to Jesus, send them away so that they can get food. It's getting late. Send them to the town so that they can buy themselves some food. And I think part of, the, part of me is thinking the disciples are going, oh, we're really tired. Please, can you send them away now? Like the start of the reading said that they were so busy, they hadn't even had time to eat. They'd just been that busy all day. So the disciples are like, oh, come on, send them away. Let's, let, let us have a break. But Jesus, I don't know if he's maybe a bit hangry too. He could be. But Jesus goes, you give them something to eat. Spicy, isn't it? (laughs) All right, Jesus. But the thing that I also noticed while looking at this this week is that these are not people who are in desperate need at all. Like, you know, they've said, send them away so they can go to a town and buy some food. These are people that can buy themselves food. These are people that are able to look after for themselves in that way. They're not in desperate need. And if they don't get fed that evening, they're missing one meal. So, you know, they might be hangry, but they're just missing a meal. It's not not like life or death. These people will be okay if they don't get that evening meal that day. And then I think, well, Jesus didn't need to feed them, did he? Didn't need to at all. And actually the reading starts by saying Jesus has had a long day, no time to eat, he's tired himself. So why didn't he send them away? Like I was reading it going, why didn't you send them away then? Send them off and get some space, my goodness. And I think there's possibly 
There's more than two, but I think there's two reasons. Um, And the first one is that I think this is partially a practical demonstration about what I was talking about last week. So last week we looked at the parables, didn't we, on the beach, of course. Um, And we looked at the mustard seed and the yeast. And we looked at how tiny those things are and how the smallest thing can make this big difference. And actually, this happens directly after those parables. So this is all in the same day. So I think that this is like a practical demonstration teaching about the things that he was just talking about. He was literally just telling everybody, like, the kingdom of God is like yeast in a bread. In bread, you just put a little bit in and the whole thing rises. So this is a practical demonstration. Just a tiny amount can go so far in the kingdom of God. And I think that that's one of the really key points, actually, that is in this reading. It's that practical demonstration. All good teachers, of course, don't just talk at you. They give you things practically to do. So we're going to get up. No, we're not. No, we're not. (laughs) No, I'm just talking. It's okay. Don't worry. No one panic. Um, But I think the, the main point that I wanted to draw out today is actually about how in God's kingdom every single need is met. And I'll explain more. You see, Jesus has been going all over the place and he has been healing people. And these people that have been healed, you know, that is a big deal, isn't it? If Jesus heals you, that's huge. That's life-changing. That is such a big thing. Imagine if you have leprosy, you've become a social outcast because of it. You've been cut off from your friends and your family. You're no longer allowed in the town and you're having to live outside of the town. You have no life anymore, basically. And Jesus comes and heals you. That's an amazing thing. Like, wow, you're suddenly restored to society. You're restored to community and you're physically well again. That's an amazing thing, and that's a big need that Jesus meets. But this one, it's not a big need. It's just some people who are hungry and will be able to eat when they get home. Like, this isn't a huge need. And actually, it's partially their fault that they don't have food with them. Like, maybe they didn't anticipate being away so long, but it is their fault that they don't have food. They haven't planned for this. So it's sort of their own daft fault as well. But it shows us that there's nothing, there's no need that's too small or too insignificant for God. Even when it's your own daft fault that something has happened. Like there's nothing that is too small. That's so yellow, isn't it? (laughs) There's nothing that is so small that God doesn't care. Whatever it is, whatever need you have right now, God cares. Even if you just need the loo and you're embarrassed to stand up. God cares. God cares about all of it. And Jesus didn't just give them a snack to tide them over, did he? Jesus fed them until they were all fully satisfied. Like, they didn't have a snack. This was like a full meal. Wouldn't be my meal of choice, but hey. (laughs) Tay went, no. But they ate until they were all fully satisfied. And that shows us something about the generosity of God's kingdom. Actually, there were 12 baskets left over. Like, this was providing generously and fully and more than was needed. And that's what God's kingdom is like. It's providing so much for your needs. There's more than you could ever need 
And that is such an incredible thing. I think the danger, however, in talking about things like this is it doesn't take us long to go. Yeah, but have you seen the world? There's quite a lot of needs not being met. That's what we start to think. And absolutely, that is 100% true. Because you can see in our world that there are so many needs that aren't met yet. There are so many people in great need, not having their most basic needs met day to day. And actually, you know, we battle human greed, don't we, for money and for resources, for food, for power. The reality is that God has provided and keeps on providing enough for everyone to be satisfied. But it's sadly down to human greed and selfishness that we're actually all so prone to that not everybody does get fed, that not everybody does have their most basic needs met. And that's really hard because when we look at this, we go, but God will provide for everyone generously. And that is true. That is absolutely true. And it is still true. But it's a foretaste of the kingdom of heaven that we see in this story. And we can be people that help to bring the kingdom of heaven to earth because we're not fully there yet. But we can be a people that help to do that. And so I think that firstly, we can be a people who are not afraid to bring all of our needs to God. Whatever it is, you can bring it to God. Whether you do need physical healing, bring that to God. Or whether you just need a good night's sleep, like many of us do. Like God is interested, God cares, God wants your needs met. And maybe it's, I just need some chocolate today. We've all been there. We have all been there. God cares. But secondly, we can be that people that are helping to bring God's kingdom to earth, that are helping to make sure other people's needs are met. We can be a people that support one another, that support people around us, that show that love, that show that generosity to others. And whether that is being a supportive friend, whether it's listening to somebody, giving somebody your time, Sharing a coffee with someone, that can be a really powerful thing, actually. It's really small, but it can be really powerful. Whether that's giving to the food bank, whether it's volunteering at loads of different charities that help people. Whatever it is, we can all be a part of bringing in God's generosity into the world around us. Knowing that God is longing to meet our needs we can be part of making sure that other people's needs are met too. And that is how we grow the kingdom of God. That is how we be part of this kingdom. And I think that is what I got from this feeding of the 5,000 when I looked at it this week. So we're going to pray, and then Dave and Shane are going to lead us in our song as we come to communion together. So Jesus, we thank you so much for how you care for us. We thank you that you care for the most significant of our needs and the most insignificant. We thank you that you're interested in every tiny detail. And we pray today that we would be a people that are bringing your kingdom into this world. That we would bring your blessing to others. That we would be able to bless others with the generosity that you show to us. Jesus, we thank you for all that you give us. And we pray that you would give us eyes to see it. And hands that would bless the world around us.
Amen.